Hello, everyone. This is Michelle Birdie, and you're listening to The Wordsworth from the Moscow Times. A couple of weeks ago, I listened to President Vladimir Putin's inaugural speech, and then I read it, thinking, hmm, I hadn't done a linguistic analysis of a leader's speech in a long time. But after listening and reading, I remembered why. With all due respect, I must say, Vladimir Putin has turned into a very boring speaker. Not a bad speaker, no misplaced dresses or other deviations from the strict grammatical norms, no rambling or unclear thoughts, good diction, punchy delivery, well-constructed speeches. And of course, at his televised Q&A with the nation, he rattles off statistics and facts off the cuff so convincingly you'd think that they were really, well, off the cuff. But the 2018 VVP is the elocutionary opposite of the VVP of the early aughts, when every press conference, public announcement, or speech was a party for language lovers. Journalists waited for the new Putin zingers and rushed off to be the first to quote them or figure them out. He was famous for his salty language that verged on, or tipped over into, truly body sayings and expressions. He used folk sayings that even Russians had to look up. Every once in a while, he used prison camp or criminal slang. I called his public speaking Mr. Putin's language lessons, since I learned more non-standard Russian in a few years of listening to him than in the previous three decades. He produced so many memorable comments that they were gathered into a book called Putinki, Putinisms, published in 2004. Putin could be counted on to call a spade a spade. In fact, his early popularity in Russia was due, in part, to this straightforward, everyman style of talking. Even before he was president, in the autumn of 1999, when he was prime minister, during a terrifying spate of apartment house bombings, Putin told journalists, We're going to go after terrorists everywhere. If they're in the airport, then in the airport. And forgive me, but if we catch them in the toilet, we'll waste them in the outhouse, if that's what it takes. No one had ever heard a public official talk like that before. Chechnya was the topic of discussion again in 2002 at a Russia-EU summit. When a French journalist asked a sharp question of the Russian president, he shot back testily, Если вы хотите совсем уж стать исламским радикалом и готовы пойти на то, чтобы сделать себе обрезание, то я вас приглашаю в Москву. У нас есть специалисты и по этому вопросу. И я прорекомендую им сделать это таким образом, чтобы у вас там ничего уже не выросло. If you want to completely become an Islamic radical and are ready to undergo circumcision, then I invite you to Moscow. We've got specialists for that, too, and I'll recommend that they do it so that nothing can grow back for sure. This case got a lot of attention because one Russian interpreter fumbled and didn't know what to say. While the Russian audience hooted with laughter, the foreign audience heard silence and then the sound of the microphone being dragged across the table to the other interpreter, who mumbled something about Moscow welcoming everyone regardless of their nationality. But it didn't take long for the original quote to make the rounds. The other reason it got attention was, of course, the fascinating information that something might grow back if the operation was not done properly.
The third incident that secured Vladimir Putin's reputation as a lively speaker took place in 2003 during a visit of British Prime Minister Tony Blair. President Putin was discussing some of the horrors of the war in Chechnya, trying to convey the contemptuous attitude of the Chechen terrorists to Russians. He described what was written on the walls of a terrorist hideout, Allah nad nami ikazli pad nami, which was translated dutifully as Allah is above and the goats are below us. Blair looked on blankly, waiting for the punchline. Putin added helpfully, Ani imeli vidu ruskich. They meant the Russians. Blair looked like he was sorting through his mental file of folk expressions or trying to recall diplomatic school tips on what to do if you don't get a foreign joke. Finally, there was a whispered explanation. Blair looked appropriately appalled and the journalists scribbled madly. The straight-talking VVP, who threw out vivid expressions that came from the village, urban back streets, or prison camps, existed at least up to about 2006 or 07. This was the leader who said, Nade isполнить закон всегда, а не только тогда, когда схватили за одно место. You gotta follow the law all the time, not just when they've got you by the short and curlies. Or commented on the futility of trying to find Russian money in offshore accounts. You'll just make yourself sick gulping down dust as you run from courtroom to courtroom. Or criticize the current Russian political situation. Why aren't we successful? Because, excuse me, we're just chewing our snot and playing at politics. And once, when asked about foreign observers at elections, Putin replied with the testy, This is literally, they ought to teach their own wives to make cabbage soup, or they ought to mine their own beeswax. His straight-from-the-village expressions were sometimes even too obscure for city-slicker journalists to make sense of. For example, when asked what he'd do in retirement, Putin replied, Конечно, можно, как у нас в некоторых местах говорили, шило в стенку и на боковую залечь. Of course, I could, as they used to say in some parts, put the all in the wall and lie on my side. Say what? Some digging in reference books revealed that cobblers used to stick their awls in the wall to keep from losing them, and that the expression means something like, hang up my hammer and put my feet up. The most obscure expression Putin used involved a dance, the polka babochka, the butterfly polka, and no one was certain they got his meaning. He was complaining about school textbooks supposedly funded by the Soros Foundation. He complained, Literally, they dance the butterfly polka paid for by the folks who order the music. It seems to be a mix of expressions that basically means they dance to the tune of whoever pays the piper. But when was the last time Putin broke away from his script or text this way? My dictionaries of folk expressions have gotten dusty. There hasn't even been a tinge of the risque from his lips in years. Did he or his advisors decide that those folksy, man-on-the-street expressions are now inappropriate? Does he want to sound more decorous and presidential? Has he lost his sense of humor? Is he tired? If a way a person speaks is an indicator of his inner life, then I have to ask, What has happened to Vladimir Putin?